Live from Nashville, Tennessee, it's Dawn and Steve in the morning. Good morning from Moody Radio. Dr. Kathy Cook joins us from Celebrate Kids to talk about shocking statistics. U.S. teen girls are experiencing increased sadness and violence. Oh, yeah. When you hear uh, headlines like that, it is kind of a shocking one, one that gets your attention. Say, what are we going to do about that? Glad that you have tuned in to Don and Steve in the morning on this Tuesday morning. It is uh, Don and Steve in the morning minus Don. She is off today, but looking forward to uh, having her back in the studio soon. But uh, Dr. Kathy Cook has been a great help as we continue to have conversations with her about engaging with the kids in our lives, whether you are a parent, a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle. Uh, we probably all have kids that we engage with and want to see them grow and to grow well, to grow healthy and to grow knowing Jesus. And so, uh, Kathy, welcome back. It's good to have you with us again this morning. I'm so glad to be here, Steve. Thank you for trusting me. Well, as uh, we just heard Briggs share that headline that U.S. teen girls are experiencing sadness and increased violence, and we look at other headlines talking about climate concerns or something that's uh, entering the teen's mind, there's a lot of stuff that our teenagers may be wrestling with, and even just looking at that headline of uh, teen girls experiencing increased sadness and violence, it's not just a small uptick. This has been a huge, huge jump in uh, about a 10-year period. That's climbed by 21%. What are some of the reasons you think we're seeing upticks like this, especially in teenage girls? Right, yeah. Way to start with, yeah, it's a good question. We're dump, jumping right in the deep end. <laughs> we are. You know, would you mind if I hijack that and, and share something else first? Yeah, go for it. Could I say first to all of you moms and dads and grandparents doing it well, thank you. Hmm. You know, because Steve, I know you and John and Briggs, like there are a lot of people out there who care deeply about even kids they don't have. I love what you said before, because all of us have young people we can nurture. We can wave to a neighbor. When, you know, when my neighbor boy takes out the trash to the curb and I happen to see him, I can say, hey, Jake, I hope your day is good. And we can acknowledge their existence and every little bit helps. So, you know, maybe that's an answer to your question is that every little bit helps. But I wanted to start by saying that, I mean, the stats are real and it's concerning and I'm happy to be here to talk about it. But I also want to say thank you to everybody who's doing it right, because these are really, really difficult times. So now that I've said that, um, let me let me say again what I just said, which is little things help. You know, there are big things that professionals can do, and there are big things that schools and pastors and, you know, people can do. And there's little things that we can do to acknowledge that people exist. So I'll just um, start there. Why do I think that it's happening? Um, social media is what people would expect me to say. We can elaborate on that. Steve, what about dad absence? Yeah, right. that's huge. I think, yeah. You know, I think there's a lot of research and just biblical research that mom and dad married together, raising children is best for the whole family. Um, dads who do it, thank you. Stepdads and grandparents who, who do it well, thank you. Um, it's hard. So dad absence is huge. Let's support the dads in our community. Um, yeah, let me stop there. There's more I can say, but you want to you want to yeah. comment on that before I before I keep rambling. Well, sure, and I, I think dad absence is a uh, is a big one. I think uh, a lot of kids, you know, are growing up either without a dad in the house, or if he is around, maybe he's emotionally detached and and not engaged. What type of impact do you think that that has on on kids when they don't see dad either engaging or he's just out of the picture completely? Yeah, the research for girls is really telling, and this is from Shanti Feldhahn and 
others who are way smarter than I am when it comes to this particular topic, where, and women will know what I'm saying is true when they hear me say it. And that is that if a girl does not have a healthy relationship with her dad, she will seek out a man to have that. They want emotional intimacy. They want to be known and they want to be valued. They want to be seen for someone who matters. And if they don't have a, a male figure who's doing that, now it can be a grandfather. It can be a, you know, an older brother even who's moved out of the home, but still comes back and takes the sister out for pancakes. But ideally it's a dad. And if they don't have that relationship that's healthy, then they're going to seek that from some guy, you know, who isn't their dad and it doesn't always go well for them. And if these teenage girls are looking for consistency and integrity and love and uh, awareness and today's boys are self-centered and into their own stuff, they're going to be hurt and they're going to wonder, is there anybody out there for me? I might as well die. Wow. When you put it that directly and that bluntly, that that is sobering. <laughs> but I mean, sometimes I think some of us need to be shaken a little bit and say, no, this is this is real stuff and this is significant stuff. And we need to be aware. We need to be paying attention. And dads, if you're around, we need to engage. And I'm talking to myself, too. I, I watch yeah. my, my little six year old girl who's constantly daddy pay attention to me. Right. Yeah. And you see, yeah, that. I appreciate that. And, you know, let me say quickly, Steve, that the wife, the mom has a real role to play here. Um, you know, I, I'm a parent educator, right? So most of what I do is speak with media um, like I am today. I'm so glad to be back with you. And then I do conferences and, you know, church and school based programs. And I do a lot with kids and teachers, but most of what I do is with parents and moms come to seminars and they find out what to do. And then they go home and they tell their dad, they, they tell their husband what to do. And then he doesn't do it exactly right. And then the mom is like, no, you know, Dr. Quick said, do it this way. So, you know, the mom needs to give the dad a break and make sure that he is able to do things the way that he is called to do them. Yeah. I, I, I uh, remember having a conversation along those lines with uh, some guy friends of mine and we're like, uh, you know, we may do it different and and that's okay. Yeah. And, uh, right. and you know what, um, just because it works well with us as we engage our kids in that way, mom may do that different too. And neither one are necessarily right or wrong. We're just different and that's okay. Right. I think that's uh, right. actually good for our kids to have, uh, to, to watch mom and dad do things a little bit differently and realize that oh, there's more than one way to do yes. something. Well, Dr. Kathy Cook is with us. She is the founder of Celebrate Kids and we want to connect you with her great ministry number of well, a huge number of resources that can be really helpful as you engage in uh, with the kids in your life. And so we've got you linked to her ministry through our Facebook page. When you're on Facebook, you're just looking for Don and Steve in the morning. More with Kathy coming up in just a few minutes. Thanks for listening to Dawn and Steve in the Morning. On YouTube today, Craig Island's video drops where he talks about his new book by Grace Alone. This interview with Kathy will be up there soon as well. Click the bell to subscribe at youtube.com forward slash at Dawn and Steve to be reminded each time a new video drops. Well, that uh, guest is Dr. Kathy Cook, founder of Celebrate Kids, and we want to connect you with her and her uh, organization, CelebrateKids.com, or you'll find the link on our Facebook page. But as we talk about the fact that uh, teens are experiencing increased sadness and violence, especially teenage girls, seeing a dramatic, dramatic increase there, we're talking a little bit about why and maybe what we can do. And uh, Kathy, we, it's easy, as you said a few minutes ago, for us to blame social media. And say mm-hmm. that is the primary culprit. How, while that is the easy answer, is that also the right answer? <laughs> oh, oh, I love the way you worded that. You know, it is. And let me start with the surprising way. I mean, that is parents are distracted. 
Now we're going to, you and I are going to talk about what social media can do to the mind of the teenage girl. But let me just ask the parents and grandparents and caregivers who are listening, you know, how often are you on a device when your kids are in the room? Um, they feel less important. We need to show them that they matter so much that we will stop the phone call, that we will stop the texting, that we will stop the scrolling, that we will stop the gaming, and we will, you know, put the device down, if you will, and make eye contact with them and play a game, go for a walk, you know, cook together, et cetera. So part of the social media dilemma is that we're addicted to it, a lot of us. Now, you know, some of us have to be on it corporately. You know, Steve, you have a Facebook page. Celebrate Kids has a Facebook page. We have to pay attention to things like that. Then we also have personal things that are going on. So let's make sure we're not so distracted that our kids feel unimportant or insignificant. I think that's huge. And then, yeah, what are the girls looking at, right? What, yeah. what, what expectation do they have about how the world works by who we're allowing them to follow or what they're doing on social media? What do you think is going on there? No, I, I think that is absolutely huge because while we look at social media, we often see what appears to be an idyllic life. You know, it, we, we see people's pictures of their vacation and this you know, cute little thing that they've done to fix up their house or, yeah. you know, their girls posting their outfits and whatever that may happen to be. And uh, we, we don't um, see a lot of the ugly very often. We don't see people picturing the average, ordinary, mundane life where many of us live. And, uh, and so I think you're, you're right. We do get a skewed and tainted picture of what reality actually is. And when we don't yeah. see our reality reflected on that screen, you're wondering, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with my oh, life? Yeah, that's a great point. What's wrong with me in my life? And then they think that every day should be exciting. Every outfit should make them look pretty, et cetera. And frankly, that isn't how the world works. You know, on, on, on days like Mother's Day, Father's Day, uh, Valentine's Day, just a while back, I tend to post on social media a picture of all the flowers and all the balloons and all the teddy bears in the grocery store. And I just say, Hey, stay away. Like if this is a hard season for you, don't go to the grocery store, hmm. you know, or buy flowers for somebody who you love, who might not get flowers. It could be your neighbor who doesn't have a lot of visitors. Right. Um, so we, we can protect ourselves from the lie that we're all supposed to get a dozen red roses. Oh my gosh. I don't know if you, I don't know if you bought your wife roses, but the cost of flowers this year, extraordinary. Um, I don't know that from personal experience, but that's what people have told yeah. me, you know? So again, can we use social media, you know, to say, you know, it's okay. And this is realistic. For instance, how many friends I, I would, I would love for the women listening, like really count it on your fingers. How many best friends do you have? Hmm. And how many best friends do you want? Like, I don't know. I don't need more than I have. I couldn't handle more than I have. I can't pay attention to that many people that keep everybody happy. And, and, you know, it's not about keeping them happy, but it is about keeping them happy. And, and it's just stressful where I think a lot of our young girls think I should have a thousand followers by now. I'm 15. Well, that's a lie from the devil. Um, you don't need that. It would not be good for you. So yeah, it is what they're looking at realistic. Um, and do we present to them in our living rooms, in our, in our hallways at school, you know, in our neighborhoods, in our churches, do we present to them that we're okay with our lives? Yeah. Are, or are we looking sad all the time? Are we looking anxious all the time? Do they hear us complain all the time? Some kids have told me they hear people complain all the time. What? Yeah. And, and if they're going to get that constant steady stream of that complaining, no big surprise if they're th then going to turn into complainers and they're going to be discontent. You know, I, I think they look for it. Yeah. Yeah. I think they look for it. I think they look to be 
discontent. They look to be angry and sad and complaining about something because it's what's modeled before them. And again, to everyone listening who does not do that, praise the Lord. To those of us who choose gratitude and joy, that, that's, that's helpful for our spirit but also for the people who are hanging around with us. Hmm. Well, as we uh, continue the conversation with Dr. Kathy Cook throughout this hour, you may want to join. Maybe uh, as something that we're saying has resonated with you, you've got a comment, you've got a question, certainly welcome to call or text in this morning at 800-555-7898. That's 800-555-7898. And if you want to connect with Celebrate Kids, of which uh, Kathy is the founder of, CelebrateKids.com, or we'll link you through our Facebook page, Don and Steve in the morning. Rise and shine. It's Dawn and Steve time. Good morning from all of us at Moody Radio. And we are glad that you are here as we continue the conversation with Dr. Kathy Cook, founder of Celebrate Kids, and we want to connect you with her and with Celebrate Kids. Uh, it's uh, directly CelebrateKids.com or through our Facebook page, Don and Steve in the morning, and you'll find the link right there. Talking about how our teens are experiencing increased sadness and violence and what we might do to step into that and to help them. And we've talked a little bit about expectations and uh, making sure that they have realistic expectations. Kathy, one of the things that uh, sometimes I wonder if um, we are not doing a very good job of teaching our kids is resiliency. You know, Mm -hmm. I I think uh, when some of us grew up, we, we uh, heard phrases like, you know, if you're not crying, you know, if it's not broken or bleeding, get back out there, you know, <laughs> or come on, toughen up buttercup kind of attitude. And while that may not be, a, a, you know, super helpful either, have we lost the art of teaching our children resiliency? Yes, I think so, which is why I wrote a whole book on that, as yeah. you know, um, you know, resilient kids. Yeah, we've got we've got fragile kids. We've got some fragile parents who are expecting their kids to meet all their needs, which is why kids are fearful. And some kids today think they have to be perfect. They've they've told us through dialogue and through research that, you know, I, I don't think I can please my dad, so I've stopped trying. And of course, that's a really tragic statement because that can lead to this overwhelming sadness and then the alcohol abuse and even the suicidal ideologies that the research is showing us these young people have. Um, so uh, yeah, it's a problem resiliency. Standing back up after you've been knocked down, I'm choosing to try again, choosing to take risks. I'm choosing to get help. Those of us who are resilient are willing to ask for help. Um, And, you know, Steve, I'm sure for you and your wife, like you have to create that climate in your home so that your kids feel safe coming up to you and saying, Daddy, I, I, I was listening, but what did you want me to do next? Like that takes real courage because in some homes, dad would not be pleasant about that fact that the kid didn't remember but i'm sure you're very agreeable you're like oh let me tell you again it can be hard <laughs> uh yeah it, it all depends on the day kathy <laughs> what's been yeah, going on in my day too i mean yeah, yeah some days i think we do a decent job in that and some days you know honestly it's a swing and a miss uh, but yeah. I think that is then uh, an opportunity for us to then model for our kids what that can look like hey you know I, i'm sorry i missed and and so Ooh. You know, and, and that can be a challenge and, and uh, kind of humbling to have to go to them and say, you know what, I, I, I dropped the ball there. That was my bad. Will you forgive me? And let's go. And, and how, how important is it for us to model things like that? It's critical. I love that example where you would say, oh, I must not have been clear. Or, you know, what if we say, oh, I, I was distracted. I was trying to check out the score of the game. I should have been paying attention to you. I'm so sorry. 
it's on me. I love that because that's humility. And that, that model's probably the first and most important character quality is humility um, because it guarantees the use of all the others. So if we can demonstrate that to our kids, I think that's, that's priceless. And to take our kids off the hook so that they don't feel bad or stupid. Um, oh my goodness, that's so valuable to let them know that mistakes happen and you, you just try again, right? It doesn't make you terrible. It doesn't mean you're stupid. It doesn't mean the whole day is going to go bad if you have something that goes wrong at nine in the morning. So yeah, it's so critical that our kids can approach us and that we model what life, how life works. You know, yeah. we're not perfect, nor do we, we shouldn't pretend to be. Jesus is perfect. You know, I'm just going to, could I just be really blunt? If we pretend that perfection this side of heaven is possible, we're on the way to hell because mm. perfection, perfection, I like to say perfection has been done. His name is Jesus. Yep. Um, and, and I didn't make that up. That's in the Bible, you know? And so I like to say to young people, you know, excellence is the journey on a way to a place that will be perfect with the one who is perfect. And we're not. And that's why Jesus came because we have a heart that is, you know, deceitful and we, we don't listen all the time and we're not always respectful. And we, we choose to forget to do our homework. We didn't forget to do it. We decided to forget to do it. Oh my goodness. Let's admit that, you know, and, and God is gracious. And are we gracious toward them? Who do we model God to be? And Mm -hmm. how do we talk with them about Jesus? If we see somebody who's perfectionistic, do we love them well? And do we ask ourselves, why are they fearful? Why have, where have they picked up this idea that they can have it all together when they're 11 or 14? Well, one of the places would be media, not just social media, but the movies and the shows and the red carpet moments we're allowing them to watch where they think that, no, your school doesn't come with a red carpet yeah, and your church youth group doesn't have a red carpet. And, and Steve, that's really important because there is something in the research that's showing us that there's this peer expectation to be like others. And there's this social thing that's happening. And so you got to pay attention to your peer group. You got to pay attention to what your kids are paying attention to and who are they hanging with. And if the church and the school is unhealthy, guess what? You can do something about that. Yeah. And and modeling for them is such an important thing. I remember talking with a pastor friend of mine a number of years ago, and uh, he he had this light bulb moment at one point in time in his life when one of his kids said, Dad, I, I wish you messed up more. Because, wow. you know, he, he said, I cannot live up to the standard that I see you living at. And his, his, his dad, my, my pastor friend said, oh, man, my son just missed it. You know, he didn't see all the times that I struggle, all the times I messed up, all the times I sinned. He said, I had to learn to be uh, more vulnerable with yeah. my, my kids and say, you know what? Your dad messed up. And I went to Jesus with that. Your dad. That's so good. Yeah. And we we need to be uh, modeling that to our kids. All right. Dr. Kathy Cook is with us, and we're going to continue this conversation. If you want to uh, join, you can call or text 800 555 7898. We want to connect you with her. And so it's celebratekids.com, or you'll find the link at our Facebook page, Don and Steve in the Morning. For more info of all of today's guests, head on over to Facebook and search for Dawn and Steve in the Morning. Well, hope that you'll do that and hope you'll stay with us as we continue the conversation with Dr. Kathy Cook, founder of Celebrate Kids. And as we talk about uh, just the epidemic that our teens have of increased sadness and violence, and especially our teenage girls, I think one of the things that can be helpful in helping them, you know, stand strong, be more mature, understand who they are, all of that is just understanding who they are, their identity. And, and Kathy, why is someone 
understanding who they are so important to help kind of mute or at least turn down the volume of the voice of culture? Oh, I love the way you worded that. We were created on purpose, with purpose, for purpose, by a loving God who has gifted us in advance that we would walk in those giftings, Ephesians 2.10, Psalm 139, other places. So our children, our teens, we need to know, why did God bother making me now for such a time as this? And our children and our teenagers, they often will have their negative identities, right? I'm overwhelmed, I'm confused, I'm angry, I'm sad. And identity controls behavior. It's a biblical teaching that we share here at the ministry. Identity controls behavior. Who I think I am is who I will be. If everyone listening thinks about that, you'll see that there's some truth to that. Your thought life, which should be held captive by Christ, your thoughts control your actions. Your actions cause reputation. Identity controls behavior. So tell the teens in your life who they are. Tell your granddaughter every time that you communicate with boys and girls, you know, you're creative, you're outgoing. I see that you're confident today. You know, I love how you were helpful toward the, the baby who fell down. Find things that you can say specifically about who they are in those moments, and it'll change them. And, and it's powerful for us to be able to speak life. And also, Steve, let's make sure that they know who God says they are, right? There's yeah. about 75 statements in the scripture about us that, you know, we are chosen and we are adopted and we are deeply loved and we are a royal priesthood and a holy nation all by ourselves. And so our kids need to know that. Yeah, it's so important for uh, them to understand that. And, you know, for those uh, kids who are walking with Christ, we, we can uh, speak those truths over them. Like, this is who God says you are. And then we may have, uh, <laughs> Kathy, some of us may be raising kids who don't know Jesus as their Savior yet. And so some of those truths may not be quite as applicable to them, but we can still find other things. So for the the, the child that we have who doesn't know Jesus yet, what are some of the uh, truths that you would speak over their life? Yeah, created on purpose is still something that I, like I celebrate that every chance I get, that you were totally wanted. Isaiah 64, verse eight, you were a lump of clay and you were thought into this existence. Your long fingers, which make the piano easier to play, were given to you by God. Um, and, and the negatives about your life, the things that you consider negatives, the challenges were also chosen by your creator because they would draw you unto him, or there are other reasons perhaps that you're gonna find out when you're older. So I think those are huge, that you're deeply loved, everyone wants to be loved, that you're known, Isaiah 43, verse one, we are called by name and we are his. Um, you're looking for belonging? I, I can tell you where to find it, in the God of the Bible. And, you know, you won't feel the hug in the same way that you'll feel it from a boyfriend. But let me tell you how I've experienced a hug from God. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it's powerful. His word is instructive and his word is life. So do they see us read it? Do we read it over them? Do we pray it over them? Do we put their name in the verses that we can? It's so valuable. And to call them searching, you know, everybody's on a journey. Everybody, everybody is searching. Some of us have found truth, praise the Lord. But if you haven't found truth, you're searching for it. They might not know that, but no, here's how I know you're searching. You keep trying to figure out what to wear and what what agenda you want to play over at school. Like, do you want to be the cool kid? Do you want to be the academic kid? You're trying to figure it out. Let me tell you who knows. Your creator knows because he made you on purpose. And there are some verses I'll share with you if you'll let me. Like, let's be bold with that. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Uh, Kathy, unfortunately, our, our time is running short here, but man, I so appreciate your willingness to jump on and to help us talk about uh, these important truths. And so uh, thank you for your time today and helping us, uh, you know, engage with our kids well uh, to celebrate them, right? 
Yes, it's been a pleasure, always, Steve. Thanks for being prepared and wanting me on. I appreciate it. Well, Dr. Kathy Cook is founder of Celebrate Kids. And uh, if you want to find out more about her and about Celebrate Kids, you can go directly to CelebrateKids.com, or we're going to link you to that through our Facebook page, Don and Steve in the Morning.